0: Hi and welcome to Call Couch, I'm your host Richard. With me in the studio as always is our host, Monty. Today we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk and how its executives took millions of dollars from the revenue where its developers only took $35,000. we are going to discuss, is Invincible the TV series just as brutal as the comic? And, did the finale live up to all of its hype? And finally, we're finally going to be addressing anime. We'll be talking about Attack on Titan and how it's season four cut into part one, part two surprised everyone. Let's discuss. Cyberpunk 2077, uh, they give five execs a split between $28 million, but whereas the rest of the workers who did, let's be honest, 99% of the work, uh, 865 workers, they had a split $29 million. Now, if you're me... And I read this article uh, when when Money here first sent it to me, and I said, "Oh, that's not so bad." We did some math. Uh, out of the 865 workers, these guys made $35,000 as a bonus. Now, I would like $35,000 extra dollars, right?
1: Per se, that's just that. That's let's just per se that though. Like it could be split You're much right. differently than just. Dividing We're doing a straight flip.
0: Way. Yeah, straight straight cut. Uh, but let's talk about how much the executives took home. Uh, roughly five point three million each. That's just yeah. insane. Yeah. That's just that's... that's just insane.
1: It it pains me. It really pains me. Like, this is it. You see, you hear so much about how they're working Monday through Saturdays on these games. 12 hour days 16 hour days certain times especially in crunch time and it's like i don't think those top five people are i don't think i think they're probably working there 40 maybe 50 hours a week but these poor people that are receiving death threats and everything because there's bugs that they couldn't fix because these executives well we got to push the game out even though hey it's not ready it doesn't matter. We got to push it out. We got to meet that deadline.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the problem with crunch time. I, I experienced that in the past couple of weeks. Uh, crunch time is not fun, and unfortunately, in this industry, uh, there will always be some type of crunch time. Uh, it just needs to be managed better. Uh, we can't have people working hundred-hour weeks like what they did at Cyberpunk. I'm sorry, SCD Project Red, um, and we, we can't have, if you're gonna do your people like that, you can't not back them up when it comes to how much you make. Uh, taking a quote from the uh, article here on Forbes, their explanation, the execs, uh, on why they got big bonuses, and they said, we earned this money and the company earned this money, of course, but more net profits, more bonuses. So what we have is results and we get bonuses and that's the contracts we have. So basically what they're saying is, Hey, we got the 5 million. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but like we did our jobs.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, I get it. It's the way I can't be mad at those five people. It's the way their contract is worded. Sure. It's, it's what they agreed upon with the people that hired them. I get it, but I don't see I don't see how they can walk home with five point three million. These people that are just poured in hundred hour work weeks got thirty-four thousand. Which don't get me wrong, I would I would be I would cry tears of joy for the thirty-four thousand dollar bonus. It's like I'm sure most people would. It's just, I feel there's, I'm a big proponent of union. Uh, when I was younger, my father was in a union. Uh, and I know there's certain people that don't like unions, don't agree with unions. Your opinion, fine. I understand. Not everybody's alike. But something needs to be done. People can't be working 100-hour weeks when you have families. It's just like. I hate to beat a dead horse here, but uh, when Anthem went to that reworking Anthem 2.0 stuff and they were going to remake it, they had one guy and 29 others, but the one guy just had just taken this picture of him working with his new newborn on his lap. And it's like you know they were trying to make these guys these thirty people work like it was a a studio of four hundred. And it's just if you don't have the people, you don't have the people, hey, come out and say it's like and as much as like that one time we were talking about Nintendo games prices don't go down. True. Nintendo's games normally come out done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They they definitely pride themselves on uh how many times have you had a nintendo game come back and they're like look at all these glitches you know uh even and, mario all-stars which i think had the most glitches when it first came out it first of all it was a port from an old console to the new console uh yeah. and the issues they had were with the port yeah so i don't and, know man. You know
1: it's like if you look at it like Metroid Prime Four. They announced Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, they had nothing to show. They said, "Hey, this team's doing it. Here's the number four on the screen and Metroid." Yeah. But they came out. <laughs> they they came out a year or two later. We didn't like where it was going. That team's no longer with it. We apologize for the delay, but we are starting at ground. They literally came out and said, "We didn't like where it was. Yeah. We're sorry. We're pushing it back because we didn't want to deliver." an unsatisfactory game for you
0: 100 percent, i agree and uh they them doing that it opens the veil of, of game development a little bit and it lets the players kind of feel like they have a part in this they have a stake in this you know oh okay well you know that sucks but at least you're telling me uh i can now plan for that you know what i mean i can now uh s- set my expectations for that, you're not coming out here, and I'm not, I'm not yelling at Cyberpunk for doing this. But you're not coming out of the gate going, "This is going to be the best goddamn game ever." Look, we have Keanu Reeves, aliens, yeah.
1: colonial marine.
0: So wait, what?
1: Aliens, colonial marines.
0: Uh, so I don't know the reference. I'm gonna laugh it off. But like uh, the Cyberpunk. In other companies like it, uh, they, they uh, you know, overhype the game that they know is going to fail. They knew uh, the developers told the executives, these five execs that got $5 million, they were told ahead of time that Cyberpunk was never going to work on the old consoles, that they shouldn't be releasing it at the time that they released it, that it needed at least another year, and they don't care. They don't care. You know why? It's because of this $5 million. It don't matter how fucking disastrous it was in the beginning. They just keep crunching these guys until they finally get whatever they got to get done, done. And then they walk away with $5 million. These guys get 35000 Now I did some quick math. This is just, again, you know, we're not talking taxes or anything. But if they took the same amount of money that the execs got mixed with what the other 865 employees got and separated it out evenly everybody would have got $65,000 that doubles what the people would have took home. Yeah. And that's a big difference. And what CEO wouldn't take that cut? Like they're, they're making enough money yearly. You know, they are,
1: <laughs> they are, but greed comes, greed's a hell of a motivator. That's um, true. it's
0: true.
1: I guess also the way you live too. It's, You make a lot of money, you're probably living a little bit more expensive life than, say, someone like myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, instead of just having you... Let me explain Colonial Marines to you, because it was a shit show (laughs) of a turd. And uh, this this is going to wrap around into a... We're going into a rant. So, all right. (laughs) Colonial Marines. Yeah, rant. Eurogamer 3 out of 10, Metacritic 45%, Steam I'm surprised. 6 out of 10 for Steam. Aliens Colonial Marine, it took 6 years in development.
0: Oh
1: god. Uh the first E3 showing of this that they showed and basically kept showing this uh trailer. Game everybody looked it, was, it looked great. You know, it's it's the usual E3 affair where they will spruce something up just for E3, so it'll look fantastic. And it wasn't uh, just send you a link here, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: but it it wasn't anything that they were hyping it up to be, and it's it was done by Gearbox, Randy Pitchford.
0: I remember this one. I remember this one. Mm-hmm. This is like this is one of the ones that like was death of Sega
1: death of sega death of a lot of things because there was lawsuit after lawsuit of everybody blaming everybody hey it's not our fault the game was shit it was your fault that the game was shit you've had development hell everybody was saying no it wasn't our fault it's like no it's like everything was busted on this game the ai was busted the the that's Aliens.
0: crazy according to the wikipedia it went through like three different studios before it released
1: oh yeah it's like everybody was tangled in this lawsuit. oh my god
0: yeah um you don't see this on nintendo which is uh, i'm sure the, that was the reason you mentioned it you don't see these type of things on nintendo nintendo when they come out with a game Mind you, I'm I'm talking about games that say Nintendo. I'm not saying games that you play on the Nintendo that they was that they ported. Like we're not talking about Doom. You know what I mean? We're not talking about Witcher. We're talking about just Nintendo games and in general anything that says Nintendo on it made by them is is just you don't have issues. You really don't. I, I can't think of anything in, in the past few
1: years where someone's like, "Oh, I had an issue with this Switch game." You know what I mean? Uh... Yep. Uh, however, not where I was going with this. I just sent you another link here, because I'm not done with Randy Pitchford, because he's Borderland Three developer. He was accused of cutting employee bonuses so he could still get his.
0: Oh, that asshole! I do remember this. That, that asshole. About this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So while I pull it up, why don't you?
1: Uh, I'm trying to look for the number. I'm trying to look for the numbers because he. I think like he one. says
0: uh, he was entitled to forty
1: percent of the company's profits. Yep. And it was uh, let's see. And it, okay, the report indicates that gear that employees at Gearbox are typically offered lower than average salaries in comparison to similar professionals in their field. Yeah, the forty. The, the trade-off is that the employees are entitled up to forty percent of the company's profits which are to be distributed evenly among eligible employees via quarterly bonuses. So on paper, yeah, fair deal. Okay, sure. However, multiple anonymous sources have informed Kotaku and I'm reading a Kotaku thing, obviously. So this isn't me. saying this, this someone else. So if I'm wrong, they're wrong. Sorry. Uh, That they were told by gearbox boss, Randy Pitchford, that the bonus check, checks employees were to receive for the sales of borderlands 3 would not be as high as they previously promised they would be not too long ago because borderlands 3 according to him ended up being more expensive than the studio had previously anticipated and that the developers initial sales projections were off
0: oh god damn
1: Mm -hmm. so he just
0: did you in, in speaking on that right here it says, uh, on, on top of the uh, issues, on top I of put that... A
1: one, I put a decimal in there. Yep, I was wrong. Uh,
0: it's recently been alleged that Pitchford reached a side deal with 2K, which rewarded him with up to $12 million of executive bonuses. That bonus was reportedly held against the royalties that Gearbox would have paid to the rest of their employees.
1: Yeah, so basically, my takeaway, and it, once again... I'm gonna put it's my opinion on here, so <laughs> you disagree, you disagree, I get it, that's fine. He's been in the news for multiple things. I like some gearbox games, two K games. Not a fan of him. Uh but he's basically stealing that money from the people that are creating this game.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's not cool. Twelve million dollars. But you had, had to cut what they were getting for bonuses from
0: Yeah, yeah. Pulling pulling from the other employees to pay yourself, no matter what it is, is fucked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is what I was not really wanting to mention. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I, uh, there was kidding. other things that Pitchford was. Um,
1: uh, <clears throat> he's not a great guy. accused of. We'll say yep. a legend, uh, we're just gonna leave that one there. Um, yeah.
0: I I uh I, I was wondering if that was the same guy, so I had to check his wiki before I said anything. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the big thing I remember uh with the USB drive. Um but yeah, no, I horrible dude. Fuck him. Uh and and honestly, uh I never played Borderlands, never really got into it. So uh I, I'm glad I didn't support this man's uh twelve million dollar bonus. because uh, that's I-
1: I've played all three. I've purchased... Well, technically four, pre-sequel. I played all of them. Liked the games. But I didn't like them because of him. I liked them because of the time and effort put into absurdities. And the voice acting. They did really well. Everybody involved, minus him, because I don't think he did a damn thing other than go out to a stage and go, here's a magic trick. I'm a scumbag. (laughs) So that said and done apologies for kidnapping her hijacking for that one. So go ahead, sir.
0: No, no, I, no, I'm glad, I, I'm glad we got another Monty's right. And, uh, we will, we'll add the hashtag to this. <laughs> to yeah. this recording okay. for sure. I, I like, um, I like when you're passionate about this stuff, man. And, and to see you passionate about, uh, the developers not getting paid. I mean, you're right up my alley. I want to get paid too, man. So, uh, I have been offered jobs so many times in the past where they do the same thing, where they're like, uh, "Yeah, you can take this job. You can work with us. Uh, we're not going to pay you, uh, but we promise you'll get paid at some point." Uh, that's just not the way to do business, and unfortunately, in the gaming industry, it's completely legal. Uh, much like yeah. the film, the film industry, they do this to um, people. They actually. Uh, side note, just because. Well, and they're. That's what, but, uh, oh, they're they're kind of
1: they're they're kind of tied together in this one too because actually uh, Troy Baker voiced Reese from the Tales from the Borderlands that oh God they went bankrupt in their back Telltale Games yeah tell uh, tell. He, he he voiced Reese in that but he didn't voice him in the third one because he's he uh, he's like I will do it and I'd love to do it I love the character Uh but it's got to go through. Oh, I'm in I don't know what he's in for a guild, but he's in one of the guilds He's like hey, it's going through my the the guild and stuff yeah, so like guild, yeah. And, yeah. And they didn't want to do that, so they just he didn't want to come back. So it just they kind of tried to make everybody else look bad except for them.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing is they uh they do this all the time. The gaming gaming companies filming industry, they all do this. Um, I was going to mention uh, E.T., one of these uh, stories that always kind of stuck with me, was the voice actress that did E.T. was this random girl that they found, um, like, it was, like, at a diner or some shit, and they found her there. They offered her the job, and they paid her $1,000 to record the voices of E.T. Uh, because there's not a lot of his voice, you know what I mean? She yeah. she did record all the grunts and stuff in one day, so it was a one-day thing, $1,000. She was very happy with that deal all the way up oh, yeah. until the movie released. Because <laughs> once the movie released, uh, she never saw any other penny. Like to this day, never received another penny for E.T. You would think, mm-hmm. you would think like in most companies, if I, if I was making a video game, uh, if I made, let's just say, if I made a movie and uh, I hired Monty here to be my voice actress and I paid him a thousand dollars. Uh, and the movie did, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk revenue of ET cause I have no idea, but if it did a million, million dollars or some shit, I would walk back and I would say, Hey, money, here's some more money. We did good with the movie. Thanks for y'all. But they never did this. Nobody ever did this. Not Spielberg. No, no one. Uh, and no one even talked about this girl, uh, like in the, in the documentaries and stuff for a long time. It's only been coming to light now. Uh, that she never really saw anything. And I think that's fucked up. And that's it's kind of the same issue that we have in the gaming industry, where there's a lot of games, and I can't even tell you all of them, that have countless workers that worked for them, uh, that that developers, designers, uh, anything like that sound, and they did all this work, and they never saw a dime for it. Because Uh that happens. And it's unfortunately the way these contracts are, and it's fucked up. Um, somebody told me when I first started doing game design they said, never work for free and I've been kind of a proponent of that. I haven't done much, but at least i uh, I want to make sure that I get paid each time. You know what I mean yeah i don't, I'm not gonna I get how sometimes working for a game and then making money at the end is probably very beneficial but Let's all agree that people are assholes and that most of the time they're going to screw you over when it becomes
1: profitable. Yeah, well, it's beneficial, but at the same time, it's like you're working for the end. You're not working for the game. Exactly. You're you're designing a game that you just want to be over so you can... Well, I can't... I should rephrase that because it sounds like I'm saying everybody's like, fuck this. I'm just doing this to get the money.
0: No, but you're right, because that's how I would be working. I would be working like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I need money. Come on, I can't pay my bills over here. <laughs> so I get it. That's that's how, I, that's how I was with Humira, especially in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was just like, come on, I just wanted to work. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I struggled with the loading screen for 22 hours, and it was just so frustrating. Like, I almost just said, fuck it, it doesn't need a loading screen. But luckily had some help from some people on reddit figured out the problem and got it done um you know it's just this industry and i mean not just this industry but the industries like this where you're building art um you need to make sure you're getting paid and you need to make sure your contract isn't fucked up um so you don't get fucked over like some of these people yeah that's i mean that's that's my uh riches Rant.
1: <laughs> Team we'll, Rant uh, today. We'll
0: have two tags. Yeah, two tags for rant about uh, Mark Wahlberg's, uh, Mark Wahlberg and every job he goes to, he always asks people, are you getting paid? So that's going to be my thing. Are you getting paid? Drama Llama. Drama Llama. Oh, dude, I fucking love that. Okay, so we are uh, running out of time here. We don't have very much time. Uh, so I'm going to run through the last four articles I wanted to get to. Um, All right. I know uh,
1: I know you're kind of lost on a couple of these, but I wanted to talk about them anyways. Yeah, you go ahead and talk about them here. I will just be listening and enjoying the show on this one.
0: <laughs> so the first one um, to knock through these is uh, we got our first trailer for Sweet Tooth, uh, for Netflix's Sweet Tooth. Uh, And for those who don't know, Sweet Tooth is a a DC comic series that follow a young uh, half-deer, half-man, and it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. So, according to DC Comics, this would take place after Justice League and everybody else died. Okay, And these are going to be half-breeds, they're going to be half-human and half-animals, and these half-breeds start coming to life and taking back the world, is, is the idea of the comic series is that sooner or later humans will all turn into animals and we'll do a rotation again. You know what I mean? We'll we'll basically cleanse the Earth and then come back. So this is kind of the start of it. Um, and Sweet Tooth follows uh, the main character, who's a half-deer, half half-boy. Half um, I forget his name. I know they call him Sweet Tooth, but he has another name. Uh, Gus. Gus is his name. Uh, so it follows Gus, and... You learn all the issues, but because it's going to be on Netflix, uh, we can always surmise that it's going to be pretty uh, adult forward, (laughs) we'll say. It'll have uh, probably some pretty dramatic issues they got to address and and, um, issues with the way you look and the way uh, depression comes from that, because that's what a big part of the series is. he gets bullied a lot. Uh, at some point in his life, he gets one of his antlers chopped off. Oh, yeah, it's a fucked up book series. But uh, have you ever uh, heard the song from Out Boy? Uh, "Sugar, We're Going Down Swing," and I forget what it's actually called.
1: That but... yeah, sounds right. Uh, yeah, but yes, yes, I have.
0: So the the video for that is about a boy that like is dating a girl. He's half year and the dad like hunts him because he's like a hunter uh that's basically the show (laughs) you're Mm. basically watching the show uh that's what this is going to be about it's a it's a fantastic comic series uh and i'm excited to uh to see what they're going to do on netflix i just wanted to talk about so you're telling
1: me so you're telling me to go watch the fallout video to then not have to watch the show well go watch
0: the fallout video and then watch the trailer because you're going to be interested i'm Uh... telling you if you if you go watch it i think this is something right up your alley uh, and speaking of alleys, <laughs> that was a good segue, right? Batwoman has their new Ruby Rose. Uh, I'm sorry, Kate Kane, <laughs> replacing Ruby Rose, I should say. Huh.
1: I haven't caught up, and here's why: I, I watched through part of this season, and I'm very upset with the way they've handled it. On top of their canceling it after the third season, anyway. They are yeah. uh because uh hold on what's i'm gonna butcher her name because i don't feel they gave they have given uh Jacinda. let me look up her name quick because i feel they've done nothing but talk about kate through the whole part of the season that i have seen yeah and it just with the with the new girl yeah it's like okay i get it you know kate was the star of the show but she, She's gone. It's yeah. like you guys chose not to recast her right and then away. They
0: recasted her.
1: And then they recast her later. It's just like, come on. Okay. I was very wrong. Apologies here. Javisha Leslie. Yeah. She plays Ryan Wilder. But it's like, right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, right there, of course. And I think she's done well. I think she's done really well as Batwoman. And she's shown her range as an actress in there. It's just, the whole, every episode is like, Kate could still be alive. We have Kate's ex in this show, and Kate's sister, stepsister, and Kate's yeah. dad, and it's like, um.
0: It, it's hard for that sh- let's be honest here, they weren't planning this, this is kind of a last minute thing, uh, Ruby Rose left the set because she got injured, at least this is what we're being told. She got injured, and um, she didn't want to do the show anymore due to uh, not wanting to get another injury. And I understand. Hey, if I got hurt at work, that's that bad where I just don't want to go do work any- that work anymore. I understand.
1: There's uh, different. There's different ones too. She also didn't like uh, allegedly. Once again, favorite word of the show. Uh, allegedly didn't like the schedule. It was too grueling of a schedule for her to work.
0: Yeah, and either way. I get it, Um, but at the same point, uh, their replacement to um, Ryan as the main character, I was fine with, but I I agree with you that um, I think I'm on episode five or six. Uh, Yeah, up to that episode, I haven't seen anything that it's like, oh, this is a cool character. I can't wait, because all it's been about is uh, trying to find Katie King, and... I get it. You got to move the story forward, but then they announce that they're going to cancel after season three, so we're only going to get one season of Ryan being Ryan, because this season's all about dealing with Kate Kane's death, and then obviously her coming back.
1: the um, uh, thing. Are we getting a, a, another season with uh, Ryan, or are they just going to go?
0: So what I, from what I understand, she's not taking back the mantle. Uh, she's just going to be in the background. That's what I understand.
1: Could be wrong. It, it just sucks because you you take you. If you're not gonna recast the person, tell later, delay the season, or shorten the season, because six seven episodes, and you could have just shortened the season. Said she got a face work done and dyed her hair or something, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing in someone else as a different person, and then still not being able to flesh her character out because 90% of the show is still going. What about Kate?
0: Yeah. I I agree that um I like Ryan as a character. Uh but if this was their plan to bring Kate Kane back in the beginning, they shouldn't have introduced another batwoman. They could have had Ryan come in and play uh maybe not a batwoman, but have her do a Robin. Why Why couldn't we had her do a Robin for a little bit? And then, you know, that way you can keep her on if, if the audience liked it. Then you could have had a... Who's this girl's name? Wallace Day. Uh, you can have Wallace Day come in and, and replace Kate Kane after, like, episode five. Robin saved the day. You know what I mean? And uh would have been fine. Nobody cares that her face changed. Nobody fucking cares. I mean, Ruby Rose was a great actress, but nobody cares that... Uh, there's a new character if they continue the story but the unfortunate part like you said is that this character ryan is, is set behind this whole missing of k-kane so the whole story is about her trying to find her
1: predece- predecessor predecessor yeah know? it's it was a waste i was i was like okay you know give it a shot i mean to be honest with you and yeah like you said i like i actually like At least a couple of the actors and actresses in this show. But I like Ruby Rose in there. I thought she did well. And it sucked that she was quitting. So I was like, okay, they'll just recast her. Then they got Javisha. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll give it a look. She did well. It's just like they didn't know what they were going to do. And it clearly showed in the way they wrote. It just felt like every week was uh what do we do what do we do what do we do mention kate okay
0: (laughs) and and this isn't the only cw show struggling this season uh speaking of speaking of other dc shows on cw um supergirl is struggling because the actress uh doesn't want to do it anymore uh she was also pregnant while filming this season i think
1: well they also canceled that show after this season anyway so she's done They, they, they are done but
0: they're struggling with her they're trying to like she's like in and out of the show a lot uh this season uh we have the all the arrow spinoffs got canceled uh the star girl hasn't even showed up yet which is my favorite one right now on cw uh the flash is always good in my opinion it's always good it's a little cheesy and kind of getting repetitive but it's always good um but yeah the cw shows man for for dc i feel like are struggling Uh, The Arrow Arrow got kicked out, and, you know, Stephen Stephen Amell's version of Oliver Queen died. And uh, we haven't seen anything come back out of that. And I think with that loss, it kind of set CW's DC Universe up for failure. I think uh, people are starting to, like, want to leave, be done with these projects, and that's what we're seeing. We're going to see Supergirl go away. Flash has said that they're rearing towards the end. Um, and we're going to be left with just Superman and Lois, which isn't too bad so far this season. And Star Girl. It's gonna. I don't know. Just kind of sucks.
1: It sucks, but I get it from the Arrow. That was eight, nine seasons somewhere in there. It's like, you know, and most of them being twenty-three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. One a week for it's got to be a grueling schedule and families. And if you want to start doing movies, it's just. I, I, I could ama- only imagine it takes a lot out of you yeah but
0: I agree.
1: you know and then as for the spinoff it didn't stand much of a chance you're just especially with the uh the one-off that they had in there it was kind of weird because it just didn't work with the whole she wouldn't have remembered everything that happened in the uh I'm drawing a blank on what their big special was the imp crisis. crisis. Yeah. yeah. She wouldn't because none of this would have really happened to her. Once again, where you get into time travel, that's where every, everything's just going to eat itself. But she wouldn't have remembered. So they had to have the two canaries go in and give her this drug or something that Cisco made to make her remember what happened. Yeah. So she, it's like, ooh, this is already just going on something so far
0: yeah you didn't need to explain that much detail just say uh everybody knows what's going on bada bing bada boom you're done Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: (laughs) you know what i mean i agree every show had that issue after crisis where they're like trying to explain away what happened i felt like there was was, like an episode each where they're just like uh yeah there's people missing and there's new people and
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I think that was such the the hardest thing because it's like, oh, yeah, we're all now on the same earth. So, Supergirl's on Earth One. Well, I guess Earth Prime, I think what they're calling it. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow's dead, obviously. Uh, Black Lightning, everybody's supposed to be all on Earth One now. I always forget
0: about Black Lightning.
1: It's like, apparently, everybody did because I think that's done done after this season as well. It's getting canceled, too. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so you have Supergirl, uh, Blanked on everything. Yeah, Black Lightning. That wasn't the one I was blanking on though. <laughs> uh,
0: so what will be left after this season is Flash, Superman versus uh, Superman, Lois, and
1: uh, Star Girl. Those are the three that will be remaining after this season. Fair. I I won't watch Superman and Lois. I've never enjoyed a Superman show, movie, anything. Yeah, and yeah.
0: they they they're going. Um... They're going off books a little bit with it, which isn't always a bad thing, Um, you know, but they got twins this time instead of him only having one kid. Um, I kind of think they're doing the Superboy and the John Kent kind of together instead of having them separate stories. They're trying to make them the twins. But I don't know, man. It's just right now, Superman and Lois, it just doesn't have enough. I don't know what to say. It just doesn't have enough in it right now. It just feels blah.
1: Yeah, well, he's such a blah character. I know a lot of people love Superman, but it's just... He really is. He he's so nothing. very Cookie Cutter Ken doll that it's just... Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: And the whole show is about that. The whole show is like... The family members, and not the family members, but like the people in town and stuff... They just constantly say shit like that. Oh, look at Kent. He's such a good man. Oh, look at him. Uh You know what I mean? And it's just constantly like that. That's, like, the whole fucking show. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Superman's too boring sometimes. He doesn't have enough, um... You don't think he's gonna die at any point. I mean, even when he does, it's like, he's coming back.
1: Yeah, they all come back. I mean, Arrow's not. (laughs) You say that now.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. They've been talking about bringing a a new Oliver Queen back. That's why I said uh, Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen earlier. Okay, but we're already at an hour and 30 minutes, so let's uh, let's get this done. Uh, Invincible finale. uh, We (laughs) we could just cut this. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Invincible uh, just had its finale. It's a fantastic show um it it basically follows the comic book series in from dark horse that uh it's basically a parody of of the justice league and with superman having a child uh but without getting too spoilery superman is bad obviously uh and and their child his child ends up being the good guy so you have the dad versus the son star wars feel you have the uh, you have the Justice League feel. You have the Brightburn feel with uh, the Superman being evil. It, it's just a great series. Um, but what I mainly want to talk about is that the finale. The finale of Invincible was so bloody, so gory, so visceral, that they had to give a PTSD warning beforehand. That's incredible for any show. I mean, Seth Rogen directs this. He directed uh, the, the Boys. And the boys was very visceral. There was, you know, blood guts everywhere. Hell, the first episode starts with a girl being ran right through by their version of Flash. Uh, And this show, it it pays perfect homage to that. But because it's animated, I feel like they can do more. Um, One scene from the finale uh, that I feel like I had to look away from is uh, Omni-Man, the Superman of this universe, in uh invincible the main character of the of the story were fighting army man held invincible by the head in front of a train and they just went through the train like like a hot knife through butter and you just see all the kids all the old ladies all the people on the train just turned to goo as they hit uh invincible and his dad and they're just standing there well, they're floating. They're floating in front of the train, just as as it's like falling apart around them. That I legitimately had to turn away from, and and for that warning to be put on two days later shows you that I wasn't the only one. That it was just incredible, dude. the The show's great, but that was oof, that was hard to watch. Gets my stomach turning just thinking about it. That's all I wanted to talk about with that. Uh, and I you know I keep trying to talk to ear about it, uh because I really want you to go watch
1: it i'm I'm sure I just have no interest in it, so i there's it's got that not going for it <laughs> it's
0: got that going for it
1: yeah, uh speaking of other shows that you
0: probably have no interest in uh something that happened a few weeks ago that that frustrated mm. me. And because I say, I, I always say we will talk about anime at some point. So I, I want to throw it in here. This is my first anime talk. Um, Attack on Titan is on its final season right now. One of the best animes of all time. I mean, literally, it, everybody loves Attack on Titan. And everybody. they had this. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody.
1: So season four. Uh, was supposed to be the check last
0: that? Season. Oh, yeah. I'll fact check it right now.
1: I don't. I don't care about <laughs> it. So everybody's already alive.
0: That's fair. Uh, but season four was supposed to in uh, the series. The, the manga just finished. And season four was supposed to end. Unfortunately, uh, halfway through the season, they decided to cut it. And uh, everybody was wondering where Attack on Titan went. It was gone. It just stopped. Uh, well, we find out about a week ago, we found out that it got moved to winter 2022. They moved it not, not just six months. They moved it a whole year and a half. I mean, like, even if you don't watch the show, how do you feel about them moving something that far?
1: Understanding it's an it's, an, it's animation. COVID.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly the reasons why they moved it. <laughs> they moved it because uh they weren't able to keep uh keep up with the grueling task. Uh they ended on episode 76. Uh when it was when they have, uh, I think, 10 episodes remaining. And so we're going to get the last 10 episodes next year in winter next year, which probably means November. Uh, the the whole series has been fantastic. This last season has been extra special. Um, and I'm excited for these last two 10 episodes. I'm just a little sad that they didn't, um, you know, come when I thought they were supposed to be here, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, unless they would have maybe crunched, they might have been able to do it. But that goes back into the crunch thing. It, yeah. It's just like that shoe's going to drop for games, too. There's going to be a bunch of games that were supposed to come out this year, next year, whatever. They're not coming. Because working from home has to be. It. I'm sure it can be done, and I'm sure they're doing as best they can everywhere. But I don't think we're going to see half the games we're promised. So I have a feeling there's going to be a point where, you know, we're going to have a drought of games or lack thereof games. Yeah.
0: And, and that's, it's not just games. I mean, look at the movies, uh, you know, Marvel's finally, hopefully knocking on wood, going back to normal with black widow being released. I mean, it's been over a year since I, uh, well over a year since Spider-Man, uh, since a Marvel movie was in the theaters. So I'm, I'm excited for us to go back to normal like you're saying that's that's true with games i think games are going to have a further delay than what we've seen i think when everybody goes back to normal for game development there's going to be a learning curve and that's going to add another delay
1: oh yeah i mean and especially with everything still like everything that's even making things you have to still have normally if you fly an actor actress voiceover work animation person in to do something they have a two-week span most places where they're still gonna have to quarantine uh, top of then doing the work they paid for and then it's like hey i need to be here for at least a certain length of time otherwise i just had to spend two weeks not doing anything when i could have maybe been somewhere else making doing multiple things for longer and making more money it's oh yeah there's going to be a balance that needs to be found.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely, we're going to see that. We're going to see that dry spell. Uh, I mean, we're seeing it right now, but I mean, I, I'm saying next two years, we're just going to keep seeing this. We're going to see these dry spells, um, especially with games, you know. Uh, I've worked on a, 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 few ga- a couple games, and one of them I worked with a team. Uh, we used an application called Bitbucket, to transfer our code between each other, but not saying it's not perfect or anything, but there was issues sometimes. We had issues where the Bitbucket didn't save for someone or when they updated it, they updated it at the same time as someone else. So one of the updates didn't get in. And that's devastating, man. When you Mm -hmm. you have like your week, sorry,
1: go ahead. No, you continue. You're- I was just gonna say, when
0: you have like your week's work, and you're going to upload it at the end of the week, and it just happens to crash or uh have an issue or your internet cuts out and it screws up the code I mean you're talking you can screw up code that you're talking like two three works three weeks to fix off of a yeah. week's work and and you still gotta do your week's work again so
1: and that was how many people
0: that was with three people, and we had that issue so.
1: I can't imagine what it's like with, like, a full team of, you know, hundreds.
0: Yeah. And I
1: was opening a studio of 400. Yeah. So I... Plus, you got to think of security logistics and how... You got to see... I mean, my God. But, yeah, hopefully we can get everything back to normal at some point soon in time. And your attack on Titan can be... (laughs) out and done and then you can go on to the next demon slayer or whatever and oh
0: i, I don't even want to talk about the demon slayer movie i will mm-hmm. uh i we will get there uh i do want to do a, a review of that i actually was talking to debbie about it we uh judging on if you want to be in there or not but uh i do want to do a demon slayer review on that movie because it has done amazing box office so um yeah. but yeah no i i agree uh we're gonna have to see how it goes and, and what else gets delayed and hopefully uh we start going back to normal soon when when it comes to those things
1: here's hoping oh man here's hoping <laughs> by by the way i don't know if i said this in our uh, uh mortal Kombat review boy there's a lot of people that take their kids to that movie dude was there that I was like, they were like seven, eight years old, which is like, I know this because if they're under six, I'm not allowed to let them in, so I had to ask, but there was a lot of really young kids going to that movie, I'm like, okay, you normally get the, why does it matter how old they are, it's like, well, if they're under six, I can't let you in, because that's <laughs> R-rated movie, you know, just, we're not allowed You know allowed with a grown-up? Grown up or not, it's anybody under six is not allowed in.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know if that's a regional thing, but I didn't know that. Uh, that's crazy. Uh,
1: it's at least our policy. Uh, You'd probably have to check your local whatever theater you got there and see what their policy is. But ours is anybody under six, you know, and I'm assuming it's like you're going to an R rated movie, people are. Normally expecting Which I don't know how it's an R-rated movie you're normally, <laughs> you're normally expecting It to be mostly adults Because it is an R-rated movie Right That's I don't see where you get that idea Anyway because All parents have to do is sign their kid in They don't have to go in with them They just gotta come into the theater and sign them in
0: Yeah my mom used to do that for us So Yeah
1: So you know you get a lot of but I will say, anime crowd has been the best crowd. Everybody else, atrocious. Uh,
0: anime movies are so much fun to see in theaters. I, I will speak to that. Um, we went and saw uh, My Hero uh, 2 Heroes. I think is what it, it, it was that one. Uh, we went and saw that. And I mean, everybody in the crowd, they're screaming, they're clapping, they're they're laughing together, people are making jokes, you know, and everybody's like Woo! when shit like that happens. I mean, it's just a fun crowd to be in. And I feel like that it's like that with every anime movie I've been to. But that one specifically was a lot of fun and uh from what I understand, Demon Soul Demon Slayer is uh very similar even in post-COVID times. Well,
1: and they've been they've been a lot nicer. Uh, Cuz I mean, it's like the, they'd come in i'm like i do have to see your id and normally when i say that in any r-rated movie it's like why do i need an ID? It's like r-rated movie <laughs> it's like i don't look old enough i'm like everybody looks young to me it's like i i'm nowhere near young anymore everybody looks young to me but it's like they normally like oh i don't have it you know i'll so refund this today and I'll bring my mom back or dad back or legal parent or guardian at, instead of fighting it they're just like oh we understand or oh here's my ID it's like there's no fight there's not it's just absurdity when it comes to R rated movies
0: I didn't even realize that it was rated R like I had lot, to google it yep. did not realize
1: Yep. a lot of people didn't there was a lot of them that's like oh I didn't realize it was R rated
0: yeah Uh it, it, it I fucking love Demon Slayer as an anime. It's amazing. The visuals are ugh, fucking breathtaking. Like, seriously. Uh, the sword work, the demons, the the character, everything fantastic. And um, I'm excited for this movie. I really am. I don't know if you've seen glimpses of it when you're, like, uh, checking on the movie theater or something. But I've heard it's just done spectacularly.
1: Oh, big old no. I don't have to, i don't have time to go in and check on theaters because i'm doing either kitchen or box office where the tickets are done we have a bar as well uh if managers need it if a chair needs to be fixed or look, if they need look, help at, look the at that still though
0: look at look at the still from the from the movie oh um, mm-hmm. and of course it takes us out of the still but look at the still from the movie where, where you get that that water movement i don't know man that's just it, demon slayer is fantastic it's it's great i can't wait um yeah uh oof we're okay so <laughs> with that uh is there anything that you would like to uh touch on before we uh call it good here
1: well i figured another 20 30 minutes you you might make a bigger groan so how can we extend this
0: <laughs> i'm getting to the point where this is going to be a part 1 and a part 2 of the... Type of situation.
1: <laughs> uh, you got this. It's just gonna be a really long episode. I mean, I think we're just gonna part one and part two at fifty minutes each. At this point, we could probably cut out ninety percent <laughs> of the last part.
0: Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, I, uh, I got nothing else. Uh, I. I... I'm looking forward to uh, to everybody on the podcast to hear uh, the Fallout 76 locked and loaded season review that we did with Tracy this morning that will be coming out on Friday, and uh, I think everybody is going to enjoy that. Our, uh, our our podcast episodes with, with visitors seem to do the best, uh, but we're not sure if that's because they're movie reviews or game reviews,
1: so we're about to find or out. because it's other than us.
0: it could just be because our voice is horrible and little debbie sounds like he's serenading you to sleep although Uh,
1: i i still i I hope he listens to this one uh little debbie but (laughs) i i still it's because you know little debbie snack cakes everybody's like ooh. (laughs)
0: and uh you know that's how he got the name (laughs) he loves little debbie that's that's how he yeah um i
1: I won't argue that
0: i uh I, I think we, everybody's going to enjoy the Fallout talk we had. Uh, learned a lot about Fallout. And, uh, you know, we had some other episodes, if you're just checking out this one, that uh, we talked about Outriders and all kinds of other game topics. Uh, I'm sure after tomorrow, when we do Apex and the Apex update comes out, or today, mm-hmm. if you guys are listening it to it on Tuesday, uh, everybody's excited about Apex. Uh, and we can't wait to to play valkyrie and the arena maps and we'll definitely come back in and uh do a review on it i think next week
1: oh bad time to tell you i do have one more thing what's up uh you just reminded me actually because uh because of it was free to play weekend for titanfall 2 it had its highest numbers yet
0: oh that's fucking cool
1: uh, because of it, uh valkyrie yeah
0: yeah i it, it I, uh, you know, ever since we've been talking, I've been wanting to go back and play it. So I actually downloaded it a few weeks ago. So it is, a few days ago. So it is downloaded on my Xbox. I we'll to check out Titanfall. I've never actually played uh, the story. You son,
1: of a, oh, no. you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> it's like I'm literally going to try to download it from my phone right now because, <laughs> like, I, I love that game. It's just like it was just something I felt was more aching to play that with someone else. And I just never had that person that was, going to play titanfall 2
0: can you play the co-op with multiple people
1: oh yeah the co-op
0: i mean is there a co-op i guess i should say for the story
1: story now story single player Damn. but i it, it's a short one it's about uh seven hours maybe that's not uh, too bad if you're just going through to get the uh story beats you're not looking for like the random shit like me probably six hours or so so i mean it's it's not a long one it is really good really really good surprisingly because i had low expectations because you know people that started were from call of duty background it's like okay got it garbage they've proven me wrong they've proven me wrong over and over with titanfall or titanfall 2 uh jedi fallen order so
0: and and we are talking about playing Titanfall 2 by the way. I don't have Titanfall 1.
1: That's fine. It's it's the same beat.
0: Yeah. I am excited to uh try that with you and maybe we'll talk about that with our Apex review next week. You know, kind of do some comparisons.
1: Oh, I am in.
0: All right. Well, um for now, uh I think that's going to be it for now and uh thank you for listening uh we enjoy everything please leave comments if you uh have anything you want us to talk about in our next episode and
1: yeah and uh, uh let us know uh is it what is it the movie reviews the game reviews the what's your yeah. favorite parts what you don't like
0: yeah and and if you don't know where to leave a review uh you can always go to my instagram at rbmgames and you can uh, message me directly if you can't find a way to do it on on your podcast listening app
1: oh i see we don't talk about my uh my go ahead <laughs> i don't even know what they're called i just i was gonna say my things but i don't know yeah what. so
0: if you want to reach out to monty on his things you could do that as well <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just
1: <laughs> uh pick up that tin can and start talking into it let me know what you think <laughs>
0: uh rvm games for instagram for me uh you know that'd be the best way to reach uh we are also going to be doing um another movie review coming up soon with little debbie so keep your eyes out your ears out for that ears out for that yeah
1: <laughs> ears eyes everything you want i don't know so i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this before we hit two hours which is very soon uh, no wait, I, we, we can we can do this. <laughs> so uh bye-bye
0: for now. <laughs> bye-bye.